Hello and welcome to the Sonic Cinema Podcast. My name is Brian Scuttle. Thank you for joining me at Sonic www.sonic-cinema.com as well as the Sonic Cinema Podcast YouTube channel. You can also check out the podcasts on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. I'm joined today by a film blogger from Scotland, Amy Smith. She runs the Film for Thought blog, which I've contributed a couple pieces for her occasional Ultimate Choice um, series where she asks film fans for their favorites of the topic, whether it's Tarantino films, whether it's foreign films, whether it's Disney, Pixar. Um, It's always fun to contribute to that and see what other people contribute to it, and I'm pleased to be joined by Amy Smith today. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me on. So, what um, what first drew you to want to write about film? It was more of a mandatory decision rather than a choice, because in my media course at college, we got told you have to write a blog and you have to maintain it for about six months to get the credit. And I was like, everyone else decided to do just personal things or like travel. And I was like, well, the only thing I have that I can write about is film. So that's where it started. And everyone gave up on their writing after six months, but I fell in love with it. I was like, you know what? It's not costing me anything. I'm just going to keep up with this and see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's, that's definitely a, uh, that, that's, I, and I really enjoy re- uh, reading your uh, blog when I get a chance to, and it's always great to uh, be able to contribute to it and contribute to the discussion. And that's one of the things that I like about the, uh, it's one of my favorite parts about being part of the uh, quote unquote film Twitter uh, world where we, a lot of us especially are very are independent. We have our own blogs. We have our own uh, our own way into discussing films and being able to share that with each other and get feedback going back and forth and then having discussions. Sometimes sometimes the discussions get uh, considerably worse as they go along, but especially for some of the some of the blogs like yours one of the things that I really appreciate about is is everybody welcoming uh other voices to the process and that's one of the things that I really appreciate about um that community yeah i've kind of got the idea from the fact that i wanted to discuss films with other people and not just have my voice but i couldn't really do that in my area because I know maybe one other person that likes film as much as me so it felt very empty to just not be able to talk about it to people so that's where I found the film Twitter community and I actually felt like I had people to speak to and to learn about other things like the best thing about the ultimate choice for me is that I get to learn about other films I wouldn't have even considered mm-hmm. and potentially open myself to new films that I can go and watch and enjoy myself yeah and uh, and yeah, like like I said, uh, when I uh, read when I read some of the some of the choices, it's like you you get to you get an idea of what inspires other people about films, and it's it is fun like you like you said to have other films, other you know films 
opened up to you like I haven't seen that one. Maybe I need to give that a chance. Uh, and uh, that's that's one of the things that really I really appreciate because there are actually a lot of movies that um, people on Twitter talk about that like I never necessarily will. I I were I was curious about, but I wasn't necessarily certain that I wanted to see. And then seeing the passion towards it or seeing the discussion towards it really makes me interested to see it. So um, that's that's one of the great things about that community. Why? What was it about films that you first fell in love with in terms of just watching them? To me, we were escape. So, like, I, I first really got into films when I was 16, 17 years old. I was struggling in school, didn't have anyone to really speak to. My entire pathway leading to that was I'm going to do art. But school drained all the enjoyment of art for me. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I picked media as a subject on a whim. And we started watching Psycho and analysing it. And it was kind of that moment I knew I found a thing I'm good at and that I really want to do in talking about films and analysing them. So it was really just the luck of just having to pick that subject because I had nothing else to choose and just going from there. Mm-hmm. Um, when you first started... Uh, really diving deep into films. I've I've kind of had this discussion with other people, and one of the things I, I, I think one of the common elements, and this was certainly the case for me when I started to really uh, fall in love with movies, was basically one film leading to another, whether it's because of a filmmaker, whether it's because of an actor, a genre, and just sort of going from there. Now, I mean, obviously it sort of, leaves some blind spots open but eventually i eventually i make my way into those blind spots so i'm kind of curious um when you after watching psycho uh where did that sort of lead you as far as um watching films more critically i think that led me down the oscar path because once I started thinking critically about films, I wanted to know what made films so good. And the first pathway to that is, okay, what's considered the best? What's considered, like, the end-all, be-all of films? And I started just looking at Oscars and looking more critically into, oh, what's going to get nominated? What's going to win? What should win? And for the past, I'd say, two to three years, I've been more focused on Oscars and all that rather than... Mm-hmm else um yeah and i and i mean that's that's certainly that was certainly one of those things where i when i know when i first started to really uh center in on on films i mean following the oscars was definitely a was was definitely kind of a gateway to getting into independent films more and then um those filmmakers on occasions and then basically just going from there into uh some of the some of the great ones they're still working as well as some of the ones that had you know passed on long before then and um what are what are some of the filmmakers and uh films that you have what are are some of your favorite filmmakers and films that you've discovered over the years oh i think a big one for me is um Alfred Hitchcock starting the cycle and since then I've also gone on to study Vertigo in uni and we just continue to learn about um, 
generally more focused on directors unless I focus on a specific collection. Like last year I did my first run through of Tarantino and I think that opened up to my eyes to see some patterns, some basically like the style of directors and how that's influenced. But I usually just judge films on their own merit rather than Mm -hmm. focusing specifically on one director. Yeah, and I, I think that's to a certain extent, I think that's that I think that can be definitely a uh, good way of approaching it because of the fact that you you run the risk of I mean, I, I think I think one of the things that uh, is a bit hard to do when it comes to films is that we we become overly attached to certain filmmakers. I mean, I know that's kind of been the case with me. And uh, it it gets very it gets very tribal as far as you know really obsessing over certain film certain filmmakers over other filmmakers and I mean I I certainly have my favorites but at the same time uh, it's it's one of those things where I've I've really started to be less interested in talking about. Um, specific filmmakers and more just dealing with films in general or, or looking at similarities in certain films and, comp- you know, trying not to uh, elevate certain filmmakers over others because of the fact that there's there's certainly different things that s- filmmakers do well over uh, other filmmakers. I have that problem more with genres rather than filmmakers. So particularly horror and musical mm-hmm. are like the two where I'm overly either critical or <laughs> overly overpraising, depending on how good or bad they are. Because yeah. I'm just, I love two genres, so completely different genres, but I love <laughs> them both so much. Well, and the thing is, it's like that, it, it's funny that you mentioned those two genres because they do kind of, and I, this this was something that um, the uh, A's All Over podcast actually put in my head when they they when they talked about uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Two, like they they sort of likened the the slasher genre to the musical genre and the the way they operate in terms of structure, where it's like you you have you have lows of dialogue character development all that and then you have a kill which is essentially the musical sequence and then you have another one a few minutes later and a few minutes later and it basically goes on like that so i know for me especially starting like i was overly critical about horrors well wasn't it wasn't until several years later when i first really started to um dive into it i basically it, it's funny. It started. I basically started devoting October's to horror, and so that basically was my excuse to get into some of the horror films that I hadn't gotten into over the years. And um, I started to have a bigger appreciation of the genre because of that. I think with genres like that, you really need to have an appreciation for them because they're incredibly hard to do if you don't do yeah. them right. They have to be pretty much perfect or else they're going to fall, whether it's on tone or the music's not right or there's a lot of things that can go wrong with mm. those two genres. Yeah. 
Uh, what what would you say is probably your favorite genre of film if you have one? Musicals. <laughs> yeah. Easily musicals. <laughs> yeah, I admittedly like I'm. I'm more sci-fi. I'm more genre. Um, musicals. I I have to admit there's still quite a few blind spots I have in my uh, my. Um, musical watching and like there are so few real i feel like there are so few really good ones that have come out in the past couple decades it's it's really hard to get into it unless you're starting to really watch the classics i think it's just about finding them and it's not it doesn't just have to be strictly the musical form of every know where you're singing and dancing the entire time. Mm-hmm. For me, a great example is Sing Street from 2015, 2016, yeah. which is a film that has a lot of music in it, but it's not structured like a musical, so it's a lot easier for people who are just starting to get into it to maybe potentially watch that, get used to a lot of music, but not done in a cheesy or corny way whatsoever, like is associated with the genre. Yeah. And he, he's, he's a filmmaker. Cause I, I loved once when it came out uh, in, in the States in 2007. And I am a big fan of Sing Street. And uh, I, I think he's one of the, I, I think he's one of the few filmmakers I think that has, really done a great job of of bringing really fun uh musical uh songbooks to the film to to cinema and being able to tell personal stories as well i think that's one of the that that is one of the things that make um make him such a strong filmmaker when it comes to that no, absolutely. I think most people I've shown Sing Street to just fall in love with it. Like, there's just something about it that you just can't help but enjoy. Um, so we're we're at a very interesting point of um time here, where we're basically movie theaters are essentially closed. Uh, I know we've had several independent theaters in uh the u.s that have popped up have they've they've started to do drive-in presentations and stuff like that to uh help um financially get through this time but we we've basically had a summer where independent films have and netflix and hulu and all that has basically dominated the the movie landscape it's how have you um, managed to? What what have you done as far as um, how have you how most of the films that you've been watching uh, over the past few months without new releases in theaters? How how have you been uh, watching most of your films? Have you been doing the video on demand or uh, mainly uh, streaming? I've done one video on demand so far, and that was never really, sometimes always. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it's been Disney Plus, because we got Disney Plus access basically the day of the lockdown, so like middle of March. Yeah. So a lot of my time has been spent consuming classics from there, which I've been trying to cover. With Hamilton just coming out, a rewatch of Frozen 2 for the first time since I saw it. So it's been about, but also. Th- 
I don't work well attention wise sat in a home. I have to be in a cinema to fully focus. So that's why I've not gotten through too many movies. Mm-hmm. But what I have done is Netflix put up Modern Family for the first time. So 20 minute sitcoms, I can manage <laughs> no problem. Yeah. No, it's in, in, yeah, I, I, I mean, there, there is something about watching movies in, uh, there, there is something about watching them in the theater that it's, it's easier to just focus everything to just tune everything else out when you don't have the distractions. I, yeah, I mean, it's, we, my wife and I have been watching, uh, we, we've watched, we've done full watches of like X-Files and Bones and stuff like that over the past few months. I mean, we also watch a lot of movies, but, um, I've, I've mostly been just watching movies as far as, like screeners that I've gotten and or catching up on movies on stuff like Criterion Channel and Netflix and Hulu and and Disney not as much Disney Plus but I did watch Hamilton and uh yeah so it's been it's been interesting and I mean we're we're supposed to be opening up theaters in a couple weeks I seriously doubt that's going to be the case um but uh, we'll we'll see what it's like. It's gonna be it it's gonna be really interesting because the to see what movies we do end up getting in theaters if we get anything uh, by by the end of the year and basically what the theatrical win- landscape is gonna look like in twenty twenty the for the rest of twenty twenty and beyond. It'll be interesting to see. I know my local cinema like the independent one has decided not to open until september just in case Mm -hmm. but we're getting in scotland we're getting less than 10 cases a day now so our cinemas should be open by the end of the month okay yeah uh i'm i'm a i'm in that part of uh the the states where we we continue to see uh rise in cases per day and because not enough people are taking it seriously. So I, yeah, I mean, I was originally supposed to go back to, to work on the 24th of this month and then it got pushed back when Mulan and Tenet got pushed back. Cause I work at a movie theater and, um, so now technically it's August, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Um, cause I, I really would be shocked if any of those, either of those, uh, movies are out by September the earliest. So I don't know how the UK is going to cope because like I said, our cinemas are opening up basically for Tenet and Mulan. They were meant to open up in a few weeks time and then they yeah. got pushed back. So they decided, right, we're just going to push our cinema back. Mm-hmm. So that keeps happening, even if we have no cases, we might not have anything to show except reruns. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, granted, there you know there is something to be said about that because we don't get enough of the older movies that get shown on the big screen. Like I know, I know Regal um, when they when they were first planning on opening this month, they were showcasing this this list of movies and it's like oh i i wouldn't mind seeing some of these on the big screen but at the same time i just it even 
even for like some of those movies, it would be hard for me to get get worked up to actually go see them at movie theater, given the the way things are going in this part of the world, especially. Yeah, especially if it, if I was in America, I wouldn't. But yeah. because <laughs> cases are so low in Scotland, and I've waited three and a half months, and I'm because I'm a like barista we've mm-hmm. been told we're not opening to at least august september time i'm not gonna have anything to do so yeah. i'm most likely just gonna say screw it i'm just gonna head down mm-hmm. well i noticed i know on a uh, film for thought one of the things you've been doing uh recently because of uh disney plus you've been diving into uh the classic disney animated films and uh I was I was kind of curious how that's going for you. A lot slower than I expected. I thought it'd be a lot more motivated during this time. I thought, I've got no work, no uni. I can't go out and socialize. I'm going to be in lockdown. I'm going to get everything watched. No, I've been. Com- I've had several months where I've just not even wanted to write. All I've wanted to do is sit down and watch a sitcom or play a game or just chat online with my friends. So a lot slower than I expected, but I think that's what lockdown done for all of us. It's kind of demotivated us a lot more than we all expected to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see that a lot with, uh, with a lot of people online. Um I mean, I it it might be because of the fact that the I I had a I had a pretty stressful couple months before everything locked down. So I, you know, I've been kind of looking at this as almost a much needed break. I know I'm certainly privileged in that position, <laughs> but um, but at the same time, yeah, I I I completely understand why people are so stressed out i mean i we're we're stressed out because of the fact that i'm i'm asthmatic my wife is diabetic and my mother is you know up there in age and it's it's one of those things where i uh, i mean we we are all high risk for getting this so it's like we we basically don't leave the house unless we absolutely need to and so it's it is one of those things you know if if you're you know if if you're not as motivated as you probably thought. I certainly completely understand that. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, this is, this is such a weird part. This is such a weird moment in history that we're in. And because of the fact that there's been a lot of inconsistency with the way people have handled it, it makes it even more stressful. I think it was just me also being naive. I was like, oh, before five weeks, I can find things to do during that time. No problem. What it turned out to be was 14, 15 weeks as of right now, we've missed, like, out of my group of friends, three birthdays already, mm-hmm. including my own and my boyfriend's. Uh, hardly been able to see him at all because of the fact we don't live together. In fact, I'm, my mom's a care worker, so I've seen, like, what could seriously happen. Mm-hmm. It's just been... It's been a lot harder than I first initially thought it was going to be. So what what do you have? Uh, so what what do you have coming up as far as film for thought? It's like, do you have any other things that you're 
looking to do as far as any other uh, writing that you're looking at? I know that you've just posted your uh, midway through 2020 list, um, which is a very good list, by the way, of the movies I've seen. I, I think there are like two or three of the movies I haven't seen, but it's it's a really terrific list of films. I think I got lucky with that because the UK always gets the Oscar movies late. Yeah. So because of that, I've been able to say, yeah, Parasite, one of my best movies of the year that I've seen so far. Yeah. You know, I've been struggling for content that wise. But I've got a couple more reviews I've still got to get done that have just been in the backlog. I also want to try and get more game reviews because I have been playing a lot more video games ever recently. Mm-hmm. So I may as well try and include that as another alternative okay all right um where 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 can people uh find you online uh they can find me online on twitter which is films with amy or over on my blog which is www.filmforthought.co.uk all right um well amy thank you very much for joining me today thank you for having me I'd like to thank Amy for joining me on the podcast today. It's been good to take this time of uh, quarantine and uh, COVID-19 to get to know some of the fellow uh, podcasters and bloggers that I have started to know on Twitter and get to know them a little bit better on my podcast. And I definitely hope to have them on for further discussions and, uh, that's it for this episode of the Sonic Cinema Podcast. Uh, the next one's going to be a pretty personal one. I uh, discuss um, my experiences watching movies with my grandfather, who passed away 20 years ago. And that's going to be... It's a pretty personal one. It means a lot to me, and I hope you enjoy that. Um, in August, there's going to be some discussion on uh, different types of films, different uh, filmmakers, and I hope you enjoy those. A uh, quick um, housekeeping thing that Dragon Con is officially canceled. The physical event is canceled this year, but they are going to be doing something virtually. Uh, My plan is to cover and do something on Dragon Con this year, whether it's a written blog, whether it's a podcast, um, to keep that tradition going, even though the uh, physical event is being postponed until 2021. I am uh, currently slated for covering the Fantasia Fest Film Festival in uh, August, and I'm looking forward to that. There are some great films coming up on that. And as far as I know, the Atlanta Film Festival is still going in September. So... That's it for right now for the Sonic Cinema Podcast. Hit me up on patreon.com backslash Sonic Cinema for early access to reviews as well as deep dives and uh, just brief thoughts on movies that I watch for the first time but don't necessarily do a full review for. And thank you for checking out the podcast at Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify or at the Sonic Cinema Podcast YouTube channel. This is Brian Scuttle. Thank you very much, and thank you for uh, 
checking out my work at www.sonic-cinema.com. Thank <laughs> you.